Welcome to the It Is Written podcast. As doubts about God's will arise, the world resorts to feelings and experts. We go to the law and to the testimony of God's word. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at Genesis chapter 11 and the Tower of Babel where God scatters the people. So in the flood, the earth was limited to just eight people, Noah, his wife, their sons, and their wives, and God gave them a command to spread out and fill up the earth. We come then to Genesis chapter 11, and we see how men took that command. So would you read verses 1 through 4? The whole earth had the same language and vocabulary. As people migrated from the east, they found a valley in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to one to each other, Come, let's make oven-fired bricks. They used brick for stone and asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let's make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered throughout the earth. So we see all men together speaking the same language. They journey east, as everyone seems to in Genesis. And they said, well, you know, let's make some bricks and let's make this city and a tower whose top will go up to heaven. Yes. And you see what their purpose was, couple purposes. They wanted to make themselves a name. This was kind of going to be a monument to their pride, to their ability. They have a name for themselves. That's interesting because in chapter 12 and verse 2, God told Abram, I will make your name great. So we have a contrast between Abram that God said, I'll make your name great. And these men at the Tower of Babel who were trying to make their own name great. We'll see how that turns out. Right. And then they wanted to make sure they were not scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. It's like this tower and city were going to become a rallying point that they'd all unite and stay in the same place. But we know from Genesis 9, God had said to multiply and spread out and, and fill up the earth. God did not want them all staying in one place. Mm-hmm. God want them spreading, wanted them to spread out. So they're defying what God's orders had been. Mm-hmm. So wonder how that worked for them building that tower up to heaven. Look at verse 5. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. I take it they didn't get there. If the Lord has to come down to look at it, that kind of shows you it's not as big as they think. Yeah, he had to come down even to see it. So uh, that shows its smallness. Man's determinations are never quite as successful as he expects them to be. And what we think is impressive is not that impressive to God. Yes, that's exactly right. So let's see what happens here. Would you read verses 6 through 9? The Lord said, If they have begun to do this as one people, all having the same language, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down there and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the earth and they stopped building the city. Therefore, it is called Babylon, for there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth, and from there the Lord scattered them throughout the earth. So, man's resolutions, the come let us of verse 3 and the come let us of verse 4, is answered by God's come let us in verse 7. And God nullifies what they had determined to do. That's interesting. Think about what they feared the most. Yes. They didn't want to be dispersed. Yeah. What happened as a result of this? They were They scattered. were dispersed. They had to be scattered. They couldn't speak the same language. What they considered their greatest strength, their unity, yeah. was destroyed. Yeah. What they wanted most, a name? Well, they got a name. We remember their name, Babel. 
from the babbling languages that gave its name to Babylon, who yes. was always an enemy of God and his people. So the name commemorated their failure, not their success. So they got some of what they were looking for, but not in the way they were looking for it. Makes you think about lessons we can learn from this story for us. Think about making a name for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Over in Revelation chapter 3, there was a church that was preoccupied with its name. This is uh, in the part that has a special message to each of these seven churches that Jesus was writing to. And he says in Revelation 3 and verse 1 to the church at Sardis, that I know your deeds, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Mm -hmm. How many people are concerned with their name? We want to make a good impression we want to make sure people respect us. We're not so concerned with the reality and the authenticity. We think more about the name itself. I think about, people ask me sometimes, you know, how can I get people to see me as honest or as compassionate or whatever? My answer is always, just be that way. Yeah. You know, there's nothing else you're going to do. Yeah. Be what you ought to be. Don't worry about your name. Don't worry about your reputation. That'll handle itself if you're who you ought to be. Yes. But they wanted to invent themselves a name and it backfired on Right. Them. Then a second thing that I think about with this story is this idea that they all wanted to stay together. And I think sometimes Christians want to do that. I think about Matthew chapter 28, when Jesus said in verse 19, go therefore, go therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them and teaching them. Mm -hmm. God wants us to have a sense of mission. He doesn't want all Christians just to cluster together in some big Christian commune or something like that. Right. He wants us to go out and spread the word. In Acts chapter 1, he told them to preach the word in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. where they were, yep. and then Judea and Samaria, and then to the othermost part of the world. Right. Start where you are teaching, but spread out. Right. Multiply, fill up the earth. That's what God wants from us as well. And so I think there's good lessons in that. And then a third lesson is, this independent spirit where they think they can decide their own goals and objectives never works. It's right. always better to submit to what God's will is, to listen to his commands and to fulfill them. Yes, you made that point well in last week's episode when we were looking at God setting boundaries in creation. I mean, everything you learn about God from Genesis 1 through 10 is that he's the one making the plans, putting it in place, and creation is just supposed to submit to whatever the plan of the creator is. This, this is the first time you see them kind of trying to flip that upside down. Well, here's what we want to do. And whenever we try to plan things and order things, God comes in and he scatters. Yeah, better to follow manufacturer's instructions. Yes, exactly. Well said. Thank you for listening to the It Is Written podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to send Gary an email at garyfisher.com. 1063 at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day.